When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Well, should be beginning at any moment. The Colorado, it's the Board of Regents. To officially discuss moving on to the Big 12. Moving on, moving on. The Big 12 presidents have already voted. And they say, Colorado, come on back. Your seat is still warm. Right now, it's just formalities. It was formalities last night. As it's been reported by many folks, it's 99% done. Just got to get the official things underway. And I'd imagine maybe in the next two hours, but I would think tonight it'll be official. Colorado will be officially joining, once again, the Big 12 Conference after, what, a 12-13 year absence. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Travion Berklin wearing his New York MTV shirt, or hoodie, rather. Welcome to the show. It's a busy one, of course. It is a lot of discussion about the movement. Again, Colorado, yesterday, <laughs> it comes out that they're now interested in coming back to the Big 12. We'll get to more of those details here in just a little bit. And now, getting the formalities out of the way, bring them back home, and of course... You have to look ahead. What's the next steps for everybody? The Big 12, the Pac-12. What the heck does the was? What is the Pac-12 going to do? As now, as I said yesterday, the jugular has been punctured. It feels like the Titanic has now hit the iceberg. What do they do? But I also got to thinking: Has anybody checked on Bill Walton yet? He's the one I really worry about. I don't think there's anybody that loves the Pac-12 more. The Conference of Champions more than Bill Walton. And I know he's a basketball guy, but he cares truthfully. He he deeply cares about the Pac-12. But he's also probably the one that would keep the most faith in the Pac-12. I mean, he has a famous quote, life happens, stay joyful is a choice. I think that was a mentality last Friday for George Klyovkov. Stay joyful, life happens, maybe it'll work out in the end, but right now it's not working out for George. Catching up on some of the notes that are already underway from the Board of Regents meeting. Uh, Nicole Auerbach, says the chancellor says that he and AD Rick George both agree a move to the Big 12 would set up Colorado for long-term success and provide stability in an era of unprecedented change in college athletics. 
Okay, so uh, give me a second here. So the meeting is now officially underway. There is a live Zoom of this meeting, which can be watched. I'm going to tweet out that link. And uh, so everybody can watch it. I'm going to do it right now because it just got started. And I didn't want to share the link until it was underway. So let me get this done real quick so everybody can watch if they if they choose to do so. Uh, I asked Troy, I was like, do you think we could <laughs> we could broadcast some of this live? Would that be legal? Is that ethical? And you gave me the uh, probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. They're, t- they're yeah. talking right now. They're, they're, let me give you a count here. There are 18 people. In the meeting, and there is a Colorado representative. Well, you've got well, it's a Colorado meeting. You know, uh, never mind. Um, Getting my meetings mixed up. So you'll notice Todd Salmon, that's the school president. Chancellor Phil Stef- uh, De Stefano is in there. Um, let's see here, who else? I recognize that it's all the board of regents at this point, including uh, Mark Vendriel. How many people in this meeting have you shook hands with? Stefano, McNulty, James, Vandriel, because he lives in Greeley. Yeah, I nailed four. I've uh, got four of those. Okay. There. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying we can get one, not, of these on, one of these people on the show tomorrow? Uh, I wouldn't promise that, no. but... Uh, oh, and there's Ken Montera. Okay. So there's another member of the Regents. Yeah. So full-on present and accounted for. All right, I'm tweeting out the link just in case anybody wants to watch it. Uh, Listen to the show, watch the meeting, of course, at the same time. Uh, But there is a live Zoom going on right now. Can't listen to it, uh, obviously, because we're live on the air. But I would really like to hear it. But it's it's a lot of formalities right now. Uh, But it is a public meeting that Colorado's currently have to make the official decision to, you know, basically say, yes, we now officially want to jump to the Big 12. Um and the Big 12, I mean, the, the, the presidents yesterday, they voted. And they have officially decided to, if they want to, welcome back Colorado into the Big 12 conference. Let me, uh, if I can real quick, just kind of go over the timeline of everything that's gone down. So Colorado again yesterday, the news broke that they want to come back to the Big 12. Now, really where it all started, and we got a few more additional details about what exactly happened last week around Pac-12 Media Day in Las Vegas. If you go back a week ago today, and this this seems like where the real coup de grace happened with Colorado when it comes to dealing with the Pac-12. So if you go back a week ago today, the Pac-12, they were supposed to give numbers on what a TV deal could look like, some specifics. And Colorado was expecting this to happen. Everybody was expecting it to happen. And then George Klyovkov himself was going to present these numbers. A meeting did take place. And guess what he did not bring with him? Numbers. Unbelievable. He did did not have anything to present to Colorado. Yeah. And so at that point, Colorado, they made a decision and they're like, listen, we're gone. We, we, we got to be done. We're, we got to move on at this point. Like that was the final nail in the coffin for Colorado when it comes to being a Pac-12 member. And then, you know, I don't know specifics. This has been a lot of source reporting here of what people have heard. And that is that the Big 12 heard this from Colorado and said, listen, if, if you're serious about this, because you guys have been dragging your feet. 
We've had this discussion many times. Hasn't been with just Colorado, Arizona, mm-hmm. Arizona State, Utah. They have talked to Washington and Oregon. The Big 12 has talked to lots of people. I posted a little while ago a note because it's so striking to me, and we've mocked a certain group of media members through the course of this for how seemingly disconnected they've been to what's really happening. And I'm wondering when they're going to understand that they effectively have been camouflage. They've been used as camouflage while the presidents and ADs are telling them one thing. Behind the scenes is a completely different story. And they've taken what has been said by presidents and ADs at face value, while those of us in the Big 12 learned a long time ago that in the game of realignment, you don't take what presidents and ADs say in public or in a direct conversation with a media member at face value. I don't say that to be harsh. I say that because it's the way that the game is played. Are you sure we can't air like 10 seconds of this? I I, I can do it. Go ahead. Kansas blue and Nebraska red um, throughout any of the sports arenas. So I am um, happy to be back in the Big 12, and I will be voting yes. And thank you so much. This has been. Well, there's been a yes vote from uh, Leslie Smith. Okay. To uh, so I guess everybody's voting. They're just voting right now. They're casting their vote. Yeah, casting votes. I, I'm being. I don't want to get in trouble for airing you. that. You know, it was. I don't think we wouldn't get fined or anything. I don't think. No, it's just a a matter of, you know, is that a case where you want to push that a little bit? Your boy, yeah. your boy Frank McNulty's now now talking. Okay. How bad do you want to hear this? Yeah, let's hear what Frank has to say. I like the idea. Former legislator. Um, unfortunately, it, it seems that that idea is no longer going to be realized, and I do think that's unfortunate. Uh, the Big 12 has opportunities for us, and uh, yes, it's do. important for us to understand that we now have the obligation of taking on those opportunities um, for the student-athletes, the men and women who go out and compete wearing uh, the CU banner, carrying the CU banner uh, for uh, the university in general, for all of our students, for faculty, for staff. Um, But it's also important that we realize the value of the athletics department to the university, not just to the men and women who compete. Um, They are excellent. Uh, They do very well and they represent the University of Colorado very well. Um, But we need to understand the value of uh, all of the sports, but in particular football, to the University of Colorado, to our brand, and to uh, the value of our alumni, our boosters, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh-huh. the men, exactly. men and women yeah. out there who okay, I'm gonna, love to see it, they, We know where they're going. They're, it's they're gonna essentially yes. going to be public statement on public statement is what you're getting at here today. Yeah, they're just going to brag about the direction of the yep. Big 12 and how great its leadership is. And, you know, so it, effectively the a done the deal. Limit. The, yeah. This is effectively a done deal at this point. This is forever going to be a power conference, and it's only going to get stronger. Longer and it's only going to get more richer, and everybody's going to just be kissing some butt right now. Sucks to be you, Pac-12. Oh man, uh, I, I I'd love to hear more of this, but it's going to be a lot of that. Everybody's you know you expect to hear a lot of yeses in this meeting. Is there's going to be let me let me count again here. Was it 18 people that are going to be voting in this Board of Regents meeting to 
agreed to jump to the Big 12 from the Pac-12, leaving the Pac-12 with now nine members. If they lose one more, you got to just flip the name and just call it an eight-pack. But, of course, they don't want to stay with those low numbers. They don't want an odd number heading into the 2024 season. Uh, But, you know, back to the details of the timeline, Colorado was given basically a deadline from the Big 12, which seemed to be the end of this month or August 1st. Make the decision. You've been dragging your feet. It's time to move now or, or, you know, maybe we're just not going to do this. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be or whatever. Uh, But Wednesday, uh, Colorado's board holding an executive board session to discuss the potential move. Fast forward to last night, the Big 12 presidents and chancellors uh, voted unanimously. And this is a report from ESPN, voted unanimously on a conference call last night to accept Colorado on a new member as a new member and the vote marks of course one of the final remaining steps on what has to be done to bring Colorado officially in again it's just a lot of formality at this point and of course now the special board meeting uh, that was scheduled and going on right now of course is taking place and we already heard one of the yes votes to bring Colorado to um, the Big 12. And it's also important to to mention here that with Colorado coming in with the Big 12's media rights deal, they're going to get the full amount of money that a regular member of the Big 12 would get, which is just under $32 million. And that is something, of course, the Pac-12 isn't even close to guaranteeing no. for the future. And even the Big 10. The Big 10, if, it, if they were at anybody, could not guarantee – uh, you know, the full amount for a full member. It, like if Oregon and Washington were to jump to the Big Ten, they would have to go on a discounted rate. Correct. Uh, that was one of the pieces of negotiation that in the process of meeting with ESPN and Fox that Brett Yormark made sure was in place that if expansion was happening in the future, that there would be the ability to prorate and be able to get full shares to whomever was coming in new. That's a big piece. That's a really big piece for anybody looking to make that move right now. Maybe we should turn this volume back up. This is the nicest the Colorado's talked about the Big 12 in a long time. <laughs> should bookmark this. Save it for a later day. Oh, man. Man. It's like Colorado's down on their knees kissing your feet. Yeah, Begging you for forgiveness. This is like... Because I'm like, I'm waiting for the official because I want to play the the Kevin Malone from The Office. Well, 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 well. That's six wells. Because it's like tucking your tail between your legs and asking for forgiveness. We want to come home. We won't do it again. We won't betray you again. We're just trying to do the best thing for our university. And we ended up losing $67 million because of that. Uh, it's, it's a lot of butt kissing right now. It's like, it's kind of like, public butt kissing but it's also like they're also like kind of they're probably all saying the same things they're just like convincing each other like this is the right move and giving their two cents on the move and they've been talked to that this is the right idea and it it obviously right now is the right idea uh, so it's just a matter of moments that Colorado will officially be done with their vote and then we just wait for the official announcement at that point that Colorado is once again a member of the Big 12 moving the Big 12 to 13 teams is okay so this meeting actually just went dark i uh, believe they're done are they they're already done that meeting was less than 20 minutes uh-huh 
And they just needed a yes from everybody, pretty much. Like, yes. You just needed to go around the table. Because the state law is that you have to uh, pass it in public view. So there you go. Meeting's done. Unanimous. So is that is that the tweet? Everybody said yes? Yep. All right. Unanimous. There it is. Colorado has voted unanimously to jump to the Big 12, so now we just wait for the official announcement from the conference that uh, Colorado is a member. Welcome back. How fa- would this... How fast does this take place? You know, how could this happen in, in an well, hour? Again, I th- I think that yesterday's meeting behind closed doors probably was where the real discussions took place. This is about the rubber stamp. Yeah. Again, today form, formality. The yep, last exactly. I mean, really, the last twenty four hours have been formalities. Minds were made up. You know, Colorado has shown the most interest in anybody of wanting to move to the Big Twelve. Deion Sanders has been kind of the uh, leader in that because he wants to recruit again in the state of Texas. He's all about the Big 12 style of recruiting and where to recruit. Um, and then, by the way, I mean, the brand of Colorado has really taken off in the last seven months because of Deion Sanders. True. It, it's way past really what Colorado football has been since they joined the Pac 12. Losers. It's been terrible football. They have had one winning season as a member of the Pac-12, oh, if you can believe it's that. It's been absolutely woeful. But what a turnaround in just a short amount of time without even a game being played yet for Deion Sanders. Coach Prime, it's to where they're selling. They've already sold out on their season tickets. They've already locked up, when it comes to like non-con play, some big-time time slots to play some non-con games. You have TCU on there in Nebraska as well. So they've already locked up some very good TV slots to play games. And now everybody around college football is already talking about Colorado. They have a lot of attention. It could be a lot of naysayers and expecting Deion Sanders to to fail. Or you know, also a lot of people think Deion Sanders is not going to last very long at Colorado. This is just kind of a stepping stone for him potentially. But this is the most interesting college football story there is. Colorado football. Heading into 2023, what can Deion Sanders do in his first year where he to recruit like 50 or 60 guys to fill a roster? And by the way, if you ask the coaching community when it comes to head coaches of the FBS level, you know, Deion Sanders in a short amount of time has been now kind of deemed the black sheep of the coaches because of his style. And that has interested a lot of people to see if he can make that kind of turnaround for a team last year that won one game. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's take a look at what the Big 12 now has to do. By the way, just to mention, you know who their first game is? TCU, isn't it? Yeah. Ain't it great? A conference game. A conference game ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, TCU playing 10 (laughs) conference games this year. How about that? Uh, When we come back, what's the next step for the Big 12? Uh, Not only, of of course, making this official, but they're not going to stay at 13. That's coming up next. Here it is. I literally got the email right as Travion hit the music to come back into the show. From the Big 12 Conference, the following statement was released today by the Big 12 Conference through the Commissioner Brett Yormark regarding the University of Colorado. Two words. They're back. That, that's the full statement from Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark. 
<laughs> They're back. In, in other words, I'll show you the email. Literally, they they went Michael Jordan on it. Yeah, and that's tremendous. I, I oh my god! I literally just read to everybody the full. That is the full email. Oh my god! That is tremendous. I mean, that is such a meme at this point, and your mark played it beautifully. Oh, that is great. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Man. Well, he said during Big 12 Media Days that he has a plan. Uh, he wasn't going to give us the details of the plan, but they, they had a plan. And the plan was to bring back Colorado. Oh, my goodness. And never say, did say at 1.14. But didn't want to be set on that number. But you know that he does believe in strength in numbers. Colorado is now officially back. Colorado is actually the first ones. I mean, this this thing moved very quickly. Meeting starts at like 4.05. It gets done in 15 minutes. And literally two minutes later, Colorado is putting out publicly joint statements from their chancellor, from their AD, Rick George. And by the way, on their... Um, on their athletic accounts like Twitter and stuff, they have gone ahead and officially made the announcement, Colorado moving back to the Big 12, and it took Brett Yorm. Well, I mean, the Big 12 was ready to go as well. 4.30 is when the um, the email went out. That is, Colorado is back in the Big 12. We're just saying they're back. It's, it is pretty pretty glorious. I mean, that's kind of is, – is, I mean, Brett Yormark is kind of stomping on George Klyovkov right now. But it also helps you understand – how in touch with trends and the like that your mark actually is. I mean, that has become such a running gag on social media tied to Michael Jordan's return wearing number 45 after his hiatus back in the 80s. But you come back with their back... I mean that's just that's that's understanding the moment and that is playing it perfect for social media. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So now do I get a I I officially get to do it. And by the way, uh, the John Canzanos out there, the John Wilners, the Tony Altimores, I mean those have been the guys that have been by the Pac-12 side this entire time, trying to spin it as positively as they possibly could that the Pac-12 was going to be fine. You're now down to nine with no media rights deal and your current one expiring in less than a year. You are bleeding right now. You have no signs of making any progress. It's only a flesh wound. That flesh wound is spilling blood right now. And... I mean, the way Tony Altimore has been trying to frame this thing up very recently, and John Canzano has been there as well, is that it, it was so funny that John Canzano also shared this. that So the Pac-12 CEO group with also um, like ADs from the Pac-12 are going to be having a meeting later on today, and they're discussing the opportunity to, quote, trade up through expansion giving Colorado's decision. Good luck trying to sell Colorado State as a trade up from Colorado. I'm just say I like I love Fort Collins, great community. You're not going to sell Colorado State as a trade up. Well, the Pac-12 just had San Diego State. 
Yes. And that gets botched. Yes. And now you're at the point. This is where the Pac-12 is in a very tough situation because obviously expansion is absolutely necessary. There's, There's no question about that. But they're not in a position that they were 12, 13 years ago. It's completely different. Because now their only option, unless there's a major curveball, and I know nobody sees it coming, the only option is group of five. So do you look at San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise State, UNLV? I know SMU has been rumored. You go Mountain West, you go American Athletic Conference. I mean, the American just expanded because they lost their four best. And now they brought in like, what was it, like six or eight? Yes. Programs into the American. New Mexico State winds up being in a conference for once. But right now, the American is where you can get guys, you can get teams or you get schools, you know, with a lesser expensive buy rate. Like, I I don't know, it's like $10 million or something like that. But the Mountain West, once we turned the month, it doubled mm-hmm. and now it's over 30 million dollars the schools don't have that money no san diego state i doubt has that money boise state for all of the positives of its football program and let's be honest they've kind of leveled off they don't have that kind of money and they don't have the academics that cal and stanford are going to say yeah welcome in come on in well and if you're george i mean now you're Man. And what does he say next now? Because now this has to get everybody, the other nine, this has to get their attention. I should say seven. I mean, Cal Stanford, don't care. I mean, it, it would it would take a nuclear bombing for them to, to get out of the Pac-12, I would think. Um, nobody wants Oregon State or, or Washington State, so take them out of the equation. So you're down to five. Arizona State, Arizona, Utah, Oregon and Washington, and it was reported yesterday that you know there might be somebody outside the four corners that would be interested in a jump. Rumors have both circulated that it would be Oregon or Washington uh, once you put the uh, you know the clues together, uh, and I've seen it kind of sway back and forth. Um, I've even tried reaching out to some sources at both schools, and there's nothing to report yet. But this certainly has their attention. But now with you know the Pac-12 already has a bad reputation with a previous media deal with the Pac-12 Network and Comcast mm-hmm. and that, that that whole ordeal where they lied about the viewership and don't burn the people you need, don't screw the people you need. I mean the the Pac-12 is completely behind an eight ball right now, and so if you're George Klyovkov, what's the first step? Damage control. But good luck. I mean, who's listening right now? Who's listening right now? Right now, it's kind of every man for themselves, it feels like, when it comes to the Pac-12, if they're willing to think that far. There has been most of, I mean, Oregon has been very, not Oregon, but Utah has been very committed. Both uh, Oregon and Washington have had their discussions with the Pac-12, but we've heard very little. Um, you, you mentioned something, though, ahead. that I want to revisit, because I, I think it's a great point that needs to be made here. And that is how different this is from the last time, from when the Pac-12 was in a position where they were playing from power. The point where Texas, Texas A&M, Tech, and Baylor 
and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were considering moving west as the Big 12 fell apart. The big factor in that at the time, you were not going to see the SEC expand. That was the intent, that they weren't going to expand. They elected to, finally. They recognized what was happening and decided that they would be okay with taking A&M and Mizzou. That was after the Big Ten turned to Mizzou down and went with Nebraska. But in the grand scheme of things, those two weren't making any noises. That expansion was was where they wanted to go. You had the Big Ten make its move to bring in Nebraska, and that started to pull everything apart. That's where the fight began. And during the midst of that, the reason Pac-12 had power in that entire discussion was because it was the one that appeared to be ready to accept teams above and beyond. Now, it didn't play out that way. Bob Bowlesby got things settled down, and the conference brought in TCU and West Virginia, and at least settled the waters, bought themselves some time. Twelve years later, the Pac-12 doesn't have that landing available for anybody. Instead, they're now the hunted, because they weren't aggressive in the marketplace ever after that point. The Big 12 became aggressive, especially after Texas and Oklahoma wind up in the SEC. Yeah, Brett Yormark making the decision to skip ahead of the of the Pac-12 and negotiate early oh, killed the Pac-12's leverage. Absolutely. Absolutely changed the face of all of this by one move. By one move. And now, I mean, and in my opinion, and this is just the way I feel that this is going in a a particular direction um, with the Pac-12, and I've said this many times that it just feels like it's bleeding right now. You don't know what's coming next, but there is speculation that – the big we'll get to this. I'll probably take a break and then get to it because I don't – there's no way the Big 12 stays at 13 for 2024 because Colorado's going to join right after this academic year. And they're going to be in the pack in the Big Twelve starting in 2024, the summer of 2024, less than a year from now. You know what does the Big Twelve do next? But I'm like, you know, at this point, George Klyovkov is he going to be re- remembered for the guy that destroyed the Conference of Champions? I mean, is this <laughs> is his legacy? Like, are we living through the ending of a conference that's been around for such a long time? I mean, you go back a long ways with the Pac-12. hasn't always been by that name, of course. Yeah. But it started a long time ago. I mean, Montana used to be a a member of that conference. Yes. Montana, Idaho. Yes, folks, I said Idaho. And it made sense because you had Wazoo. Literally, the two towns are right on the border against each other. Um, Washington, the UCLA, USC, and, and Cal, and Stanford. And Oregon. Others came in later as time changed. But yes, the original formation of that conference included Montana and Idaho. Don't blame Colorado one bit for the move. This is, to me, absolutely smart business. 
because you're less than a year with the Pac-12 not having a media rights deal. There isn't one in the future. Pac-12 has to expand. There's a lot of work that has to be done by George Klyovkov. And right now, he's had a couple of years to try to figure things out and how to be a commissioner for um, for the Pac-12, but also has a background with Hulu and NBC. And this is a guy that misjudged the market. Completely misjudged the market. Let's take a break. When we come back, who is going to be that 14th team? Well, the speculation has been interesting and a bit fascinating. That's coming up next. Man, does, does anybody need a beer? I think I need a beer. <laughs> uh, Bill Walton needs a joint, actually. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> He's got a harsh this, man. <laughs> he might not find out until uh, basketball season. Oh, my God. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Troy and Travion. If you missed the news, where have you been? Colorado is now officially back in the Big 12. After what has been, what, a 13-year hiatus or whatever, K-State's already tweeting out graphics with uh, saying, welcome back, Colorado, back as in, um, oh, now I lost the tweet here, um, parentheses, yeah. I wanted to make sure. Yes. Um, welcome back, CU Buffs. Colorado is back in the Big 12 at 13. The Big 12 not going to stay at 13, though, but congratulations to Colorado. They're going to get paid. Uh, they're going to start uh, start to make back that money they lost after the hiatus in the Pac-12 and not being in the Big 12, which they lost uh, after being calculated around $67 million is what they missed out on. Unbelievable. It's a lot of quiche. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the Pac-12 just right now trying to tread water. I don't know. I mean, now San Diego State can afford the buyout. Does Boise State afford the buyout? What does the Big 12 do next? Um, I think it's quite simple. They're going to look to the Pac-12 to go to 14. I think that's step number one. Step number one is, once again, Arizona, what's up? Mm-hmm. Utah, what's up? Arizona State, what's up? And I think in that order, it's what's up to the four-corner schools. That's the ideal move for the Big 12, bring in the four-corners. The one thing that it doesn't do is accomplish what Brett Yormark has talked about wanting to accomplish, though. It doesn't add that one final time zone. That move does Tucson doesn't? It does not. Are they, Half the year. Half the year. It's, it's, well, I thought Arizona was a state that didn't no, they, use they, daylight Correct. Service. Which means that half the year, or essentially four months of the year, however you want to look at it, they're on... Pacific time, and the other part of the year they are on Mountain Time. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So let's let's exclude but the law there. I mean, I think we can count them as Pacific Time Zone. They're still obviously. I, you know, I, they've I, played enough Pac-12 after dark that we it, can say that they're. It, Pacific it's a semantics time thing, yes, but but overall i don't look at it that way I, I you know i see it as there's still that one more level that he's wanting to push but you're right those would be the the ones that make the most sense absolutely especially and and god utah doesn't want to hear it especially because byu's in the conference now but i you know 
the rumor, and I've mentioned this earlier in the show, the rumor has been flying around that you know Oregon, Washington might now have a little bit of interest because you know if you go back to when the, the Big Ten brought in UCLA and USC, there was thoughts Oregon and Washington could be next. They did not make the move, and I nope. think that was based on what the individual universities wanted. And the presidents are exceptional leery, uh, exceptionally leery of how this is going to work at this point. Yeah. Uh, at that on the in the Big Ten, because with their new deal, which has Fox, CBS, NBC, mm-hmm. they're already pretty tight on how many time slots they have to offer. If they were to bring in an Oregon and Washington. There's no way that they're going to make them happy for a while. They're going to already have to move games to, to streaming, and they couldn't give Oregon and Washington the same amount of money as everybody else. There's also the factor that they're, everybody's trying to understand how this is going to work with UCLA and USC in and they're trying to process all of the details that go with that. And adding Oregon and Washington at this point, what does that do to the process that they're already in in trying to understand what impacts are going to be and how is this going to change how we approach travel and all of those things? Are they ready to make it four teams from the West Coast in what is a East Coast, Midwest conference meanwhile you have the big 12 that can offer the full amount that has been agreed upon in the media rights deal through 2031 they're going to give that to colorado and they could give it to a you know a university like arizona and i would think arizona has to be at the top of the list right now if it were to just expand by one more arizona uh, gets the most ratings out of uh, versus arizona state in the phoenix um the phoenix market and that is a market that's top 15 in the country. I believe it's top 15 in the country. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, they also, like, when it comes to leadership, is way better than Arizona State. Plus, Brett Yormark has big goals for Big 12 basketball, as in most likely a separate media rights deal. Well, Arizona would be a pretty big piece of that move. That would be a pretty big addition. So I would imagine Arizona's going to be at the top of that list. I mean, also, if you look at the state of Utah, BYU kicks Utah's butt in ratings. So when it comes to the Utah versus BYU, I hate to say it, I'm not a fan of BYU, but they, sure. they, they got the better of the deal there when it comes to battling for Salt Lake City and for viewership. Arizona could check a lot of box for what the Big 12 is looking for, but also... How far does the Big 12 want to go before 2024? Do they want to make the big jump? Is 16 what they're looking for? I'm not sure, but I know at least 14 is. 13 is a scheduling nightmare. Correct. That That is so many issues you're asking to try to have people figure out what to do with scheduling. It's extremely tough to do. 14 is now the ideal number, most likely. When you get when you work it with an odd number of teams in a conference, you're set up even in terms of number of games and the like. Tiebreakers are a bitch at that point. <laughs> How many conference teams finish eight and eight for crying out loud? You know, I just that is an example. Um, well, and I wonder oh. like how how forgiving will the Big Twelve be? 
to those that have kind of been a pain in the butt already, like Utah. Utah is an example of that. Uh, at this point, it kind of becomes along the lines of the Godfather. It's business. It's business. You think, but do you think Utah is now interested though? Ab- absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. They have to be. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I was like, after after Colorado splits, even though they're not winning football, they're still a brand, and they're a bigger brand, especially with Deion Sanders as their head coach. They're selling tickets. College football is talking about them. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, timing seems really good right now. Yes, it does. About them jumping over. And in Utah's case, they continue to be a draw. We've seen what they've been able to accomplish. They are playing with the, great football now. Exactly. And and have been a Rose Bowl team both of the last two years. That's a solid program that would that would fit well in the midst of what we're doing in the in the Big Twelve at this point. I think they have to look at it that way. I think they have to give it a consideration. Travion, by the way, get us out when we need to get out. I've lost track of time because we're just kind of flying with how this story is unfolding. There's really no plan other than Jeff Mitty coming up at 510. But, yeah, absolutely. The timing is working out so well for the Big 12. And with the Pac-12 not having a new media deal, what's also included in that is Colorado's leaving at the end of the current deal. Yes. No exit fee. No exit fee. And that is gigantic. Factor in the aspect that it's the same for UCLA and USC next year. Three teams leaving, none of them have to pay an exit fee. Not a single one. And you know the other programs in the Pac-12, they obviously know that. And I think that's where you take some very strong consideration. There's a lot of things to weigh in, but very, I mean, hardly anything is weighing in favor of the Pac-12. Hardly any. So you have to at least entertain the idea, even if you are an Oregon who I think no matter what could still survive if they if the Pac-12 doesn't get a meteorite and they blow up up in smoke nothing left I mean Oregon with who they have bank, a possibility for bankrolling them and if they were to go independent they could easily survive but I think they would still prefer to be uh, and this is just a wild speculation but would still prefer to be in a conference they would be able to survive who is just absolutely peeing down their leg right now is an Oregon State and a Washington State. Oh, yes. Because nobody else would want them, other than if you're looking at a group of five. Uh, if you're Washington State, President Kirk Schultz, do you think that you're jinxed? And you want to talk about location. Not not only that, but Man, he, had to, he had to weather it here the last time around. So I and understand. Now, and now he's weathering it at Washington State. But who, who wants to go there to play a game? Can you even fly there? I think mean, you've brought this up before. Yes, like, you, you can. You can get a charter in, yes. It's but, basically Idaho. But for the others, you know, for other sports, you're better off flying into Spokane and busing down the two hours. All right, coming up next, we're going to jo- be joined by K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Minnie. Of course, we got to ask him about Colorado coming back into the Big 12, but we got a lot to catch up on, including a new assistant coach, Big 12 Conference with that Rucker Park in New York City. Plus, what does he think about his schedule in the Big 12 next year? That's coming up next. So it's your local news.